The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You won't be drawn to someone that's going to tell you how amazing you are because you wouldn't believe them. Instead, you will pursue the person that will tear you down and make you feel like the piece of shit that you think you are. But guess what? You're not a piece of shit. And you do not deserve how you've been talking to yourself. Not even your worst enemy deserves that. So enough. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Why are you doing this to me? It's not my fault. You practically made me do it. Oh my God, you're overreacting. Why can't you just let it go? It's like, I can't do anything right. You're always looking for something wrong. Why do you always make everything about you? Oh my God, you are so dramatic. Look how you're acting. You sound crazy. Um, I never said that, but I guess I'm sorry if you feel that way. <laughs> you know, you are so lucky. You're so lucky I love you because no one else will put up with all of your issues. You're so insecure. And honestly, it's not attractive. Like if we don't have trust, then we don't have anything. And the fact that you're even reacting this way over nothing just makes me feel like maybe I was wrong about you. I don't know. Maybe you're not ready for a relationship after all. So are you going to keep being a bitch about it? Or are you going to apologize for almost ruining this nice dinner that I planned for us? And scene. Did that sound familiar? Did that trigger anything in you? Have you ever dealt with someone that made you question your whole reality and what you know? Maybe it's even gone as far as you feeling like you need to record, to voice record your conversations with this person so you can play it back to yourself or to them so you don't feel like you're going completely mad. If you're nodding your head to any of the above, then congrats, you are gaslit by a narcissist or someone with narcissistic traits or high narcissistic tendencies. One thing about narcissists is that they are always the victim or the hero, but never the villain. <laughs> Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta. So... This week, I sat down and I read the books, I read the articles, I did my research, so you don't have to. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about the narcissist in your life, okay? Today on our last Thursday episode of May, which is our mental health month, we're going to be covering five mind games a narcissist plays, what to look out for, why they seem to be drawn to you, and how to break the cycle. I'm excited. I hope you are as well. Today's episode is also brought to you by Pure Dating App. If you are ready, you know, to get down to business, to find someone who has the same kinks as you, that doesn't kink shame you, then you guys definitely go check out Pure Dating App. But before we begin, I personally believe that the word narcissist is quite overused and I wanted to address it really quickly. More often than not, it's not only overused, but it's completely miscategorized and misused by people who haven't done enough research and are just looking for clicks or views when you see these 
experts talking about it on TikTok or on Instagram talking about how all of your exes are narcissists. So I wanted to first share some facts before we start. So according to the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, DSM-5, which is commonly used by mental health professionals for diagnosing mental disorders, the estimated percentage of people with narcissistic personality disorder in the general population of the world is around 0.5 to 1%. And this research was done in 2021. This means that approximately 5 to 10 people out of every 1,000 individuals may meet the criteria for having narcissistic personality disorders. Studies also show that it's more common in men. One of the reasons it's pretty rare is because most of these folks obviously don't even show up to be diagnosed anymore because they're so self-involved. I'm kidding. But nonetheless, narcissistic personality disorder is a complex disorder that's covered in the DMS-5, if you're curious. It's one of the 10 personality disorders. And diagnosing this type of disorder requires comprehensive assessment by a qualified mental health professional. So what I'm trying to say is that most of the people you meet, they are not a narcissist. So what we are covering today are people with narcissistic traits. And here's the thing. The truth is we all possess some type of narcissistic traits, especially living in the selfie era where we're always posting everything. So I'm sorry to disappoint you, but even you are not above it. The difference is that some people, some of us, we may be higher up on the narcissistic spectrum or these people can possess more narcissistic traits than the average person that usually possesses six or less of those traits. That is more common in the people that you may have encountered and most of the videos that you see on TikTok or Instagram that uh, you've been watching. And that's usually what people are referring to, the traits and not the actual disorder, even if they don't realize it, okay? I just think it's important to distinguish this, the two between personality disorder versus personality trait. It's a big difference. And trust me, in the end of the episode, I'm gonna explain exactly why I think it's better if you also view it that way and why it's important for your own mental health sake. And also it's just important for me to distinguish this so I'm not full on diagnosing someone when in reality it takes a long time to diagnose that type of disorder, okay? I just think it's a responsible thing to do. But let's get started. Here are five mind games narcissists play, okay? Let's start. Number one, did we just become best friends? I created names for them. So number one is, did we just become best friends? You meet and it's like an instant connection with them. You just get each other and you feel like you can tell them anything, like they get you, or at least that's what they want you to believe because they're faking it. They're faking their empathy. Their agenda is actually to get you to drop your guard as quickly as possible. So whether they are making up a story to trauma bomb with you, or they're just saying all of the right things, their whole thing is to try to make you feel safe. They make you feel seen. And in turn, they get you to share and open up. You don't even realize that they never share anything real or personal about themselves until it's too late. Because fast forward and suddenly they are using your words against you, whether it's in an argument by them reminding you of your darkest secrets or trying to put you down with your darkest secrets or because it makes them feel better about themselves or they share with other people and gossip about you so others can view you in a bad light and make them look good or they're just starting drama because they're bored and it's funny 
whatever it may be, this will help them gain control over you while your self-esteem is going to take a dive. Look, I may be Russian before I'm anything else, but I've always learned to be careful what I tell people. My mom always taught me this only gossip with her. Narcissists or not, I genuinely believe that the best advice you can ever get is to never share anything with anyone if you feel that what you share can bite you in the ass in the end. Even if it's a close friend, because good friends today, enemies tomorrow. You just never know. And I know it sounds paranoid, but it's the truth. You just never know. And I think it's better to be safe than sorry. I will never share anything with anyone unless I didn't care if it was out there, including my nudes. (laughs) Okay, the second mind game that a narcissist plays is I love you, maybe, (laughs) aka love bombing. They give you loads of attention at first. They tell you, no one has ever made me feel this way. I want you to meet my parents. I want you to meet my grandmother. I've never loved the way I've loved you and so on. They give you so much attention at first, only to then completely pull away, getting you to chase them, trying to have you sit there, trying to understand what you did wrong. And then chasing after the highs and the lows that they give you, that you felt with them when they first appeared in your life. They will slowly start to take away that attention from you. So first they will give it a lot. And then they will slowly, piece by piece, start to remove it from you, from your life, getting you to chase them harder and harder while feeding their ego. An example would be if let's say they responded to your text right away, every single time. Then they will slowly start to take longer to respond, followed by not responding only to the first text. So then you have to text them twice. And now you notice they're only responding to your second text. So it's training you to have to send them double text messages. And then you get that high. Okay, they respond after the second text. Then it's going to be followed by suddenly ignoring the first two texts. Now you're like, okay, what else do I need to do? So you may accidentally pull away. Maybe you'll say, okay, I'm done playing games. Then when you pull away, they will give you the original attention they gave you just to hook you in. And then as soon as you jump back in, they will then pull away once again, leaving you confused. They will slowly make you feel like you're boring. They'll act so disinterested in whatever you have to say when you speak. And they're going to leave you wondering what is going on. It won't make sense because in the beginning, it looked like they liked you so much. And the goal here is to keep you insecure and keep you chasing for their approval. So how do you know you're in a healthy relationship? It's usually when the other person doesn't make you feel like you want to throw up or cry yourself to sleep every single night. Healthy relationships are not about chasing love, attention, time, or validation. It's supposed to be easy, especially in the beginning. In the beginning, it's supposed to be the easiest. So If they lost interest in you after a week or two weeks, then I don't want to burst your bubble, but real interest isn't lost. Not that easily. They're either no longer into you or they're playing you. And either way, you should definitely walk away. I hope that helps. Okay. The third one of mind games that a narcissist will play, it's called the one up, AKA a narcissist will be happy that you're doing well as long as it's not better than them. They always have to one-up you. That's because they believe that they're the best. They're the star of the show. They're the brightest star that you've ever seen. And it doesn't sit well with them if anyone else tries to outshine them. They don't view you as their equal. So it's important for them to believe that you too can see that and that you too can believe that they are one step ahead of you and better than you. They will make sure that you understand that you are below them. But 
listen, it's not personal sense. That's where they see everyone around them. They think everyone's beneath them. (laughs) So for example, if something good happens for you, instead of being happy for you, they will then try to one-up you about something good that just happened to them. And they will make it sound like that's way more important than whatever is going on in your life. And if that doesn't work, then they're going to either dismiss what you have to say, show no reaction to what you're excited about, or just completely downplay it. Like, yeah, that's cool. You got a promotion, but I mean, it's just a senior position, right? I mean, didn't Jenna get promoted to VP of sales of your firm? And she's like younger than you. And she's been less time there than you. Huh? That's kind of weird though, right? But, um... I guess, I guess you'll get there eventually, you know, something like that, or they will just straight up resort to personal attacks in order to assert how superior they are over you. For example, if they can't attack your good news that they're going to resort to putting you down for your looks or some insecurity that they know you have in order to change the subject and change your mood. Okay. Number four of five mind games a narcissist will play. I call this one, I'm sorry you feel that way. This one cracks me up because this is also, I believe this one applies to how an Aries apologizes. (laughs) Shout out to my Aries. Focusing specifically on the narcissistic traits, it's important to pay attention to how someone apologizes to you. Are they taking responsibility for their behavior? Are they trying to make it up to you by saying, I'm so sorry that my actions hurt you. How can I fix this? Or are they saying, I'm sorry you feel that way which means, look, I don't agree. And I think you're overreacting, but okay, whatever. I'll just say, okay, just to shut you up. It's not an apology. It's a deflection. They're implying that your feelings are your issue, not theirs, and definitely not their responsibility. People with a big ego can't really see anyone else but themselves. They have a hard time admitting fault or taking accountability. Their big ego and self-importance stops them from having any self-awareness about how their actions may affect those around them. So if you're looking for empathy from these type of people, you've come to the wrong place. And the thing is, we give these people too much credit when we say they're a narcissist because narcissists lack empathy. And these people do not, the ones with the narcissistic traits. It's not that they lack empathy. They have it. Okay. It's just that they refuse to acknowledge it or acknowledge your feelings since they believe their feelings are more important than yours, which I think is actually even worse. Healthy people have empathy and they use it, especially when you're sharing your pain. In a healthy relationship, the other person cares about you. They want to hear what's been hurting you so they can help you, so they can work with you to fix it. No one that cares about you that when you're dating them will want to hurt you in any type of way. They want things to be good with you. Well, a narcissist just wants to gain power over you. I hope that helps. Okay. The next one is, I never said that. This is a fun game called gaslighting. (laughs) It's basically gaslighting you until you start to doubt your own sanity in order to control you. Gaslighting with a narcissist or with narcissist tendencies is gradual and it takes time and it's lengthy. And the victim normally doesn't notice it, it's happening because it starts with little things and little lies that don't even matter. And then it continues to grow slowly. It's like, it's like I would think of a ball of snow just getting bigger and bigger as it's rolling down the hill. So it keeps growing and growing. It's as if you planted a few seeds 
and you grew a tree. Before you know it, you have a tree filled with lies that makes you question your own reality. The end result of long-term gradual manipulation is the devastation of the victim, which potentially could be you. It doesn't matter how confident you are because no one is safe with these mind games and it can knock down anyone because you no longer know what's real. You start to question your own thoughts and you start to think that maybe you're the problem. Maybe there's something wrong with you because someone who's confused about who they are, which is most narcissists, can easily make you confused about your worth, your sanity, and your reality. It's just something to watch out for. Okay, and now number five of five mind games that a narcissist can play with you. I call it, why would you do this to me? This game is called surprise. I don't take criticism well (laughs) with a side of unexpected anger. So this is important to note, okay? Narcissists really care about their image and being in control at all times of all situations and all people. So they make sure to keep their anger below the surface at all times. That is until they feel provoked or push into a corner. That means whether you're, you caught them in a lie or you're just asking them why they flaked on you or why they didn't respond to a text or why they seem distant, whatever it may be, small or big, their reaction may be so severe that any normal person can tell that something's off as if the reaction doesn't fit the crime. It doesn't make sense. Like you're in twilight zone questioning if maybe you said something or you did something to upset them because it doesn't add up. Why would they react this way over something so small? Narcissists will go to any lengths to deflect the idea that they have any flaws or that they've done anything wrong. And then you will be punished for confronting them. I actually got the chills when I was writing this one down because this literally reminded me of my ex-best friend. When she would get upset with me, how she would react. And sometimes it just wouldn't make sense if I tried to ask her about something. I remember it, it made me start to just avoid ever bring anything up because if I ever said anything that even came off just like feedback, her reaction was so left field. I would just sit there confused, trying to figure out what garnished such a reaction. So personally, this one was probably the most validating one that I found when I was doing my research about people with those type of tendencies. And I actually want to share a quick example story about this. So when I saw being friends with this girl, I remember one time we went to a party together and we were having fun and I was getting a lot of attention from guys and that didn't sit well with her. So suddenly she just out of nowhere starts to go in about how all of her friends hate me. None of her friends like me and all of her friends hate me, whatever. And I just said, huh, that's interesting. I said, okay, I don't know. I think it's weird you bring this up at a party. So remember I said that one part. I think it's where you bring this up at a party, but you know what? Who cares, babe? We're at a party. Let's just have fun. Let's have a good night. Who cares if your friends don't like me? And I continue on with my night. It didn't ruin my night. I didn't care. I didn't know, fast forward, that I was going to be punished for saying that one little sentence and that she was going to figure out how to make this about her. Fast forward, I had loads of fun at the party. We are in the Uber home to my house. I'm sitting on one side. She's sitting on the other side. And then I just hear her go... (laughs) (laughs) so I look to the side to see what's going on and it's my friend bawling in the car and I go oh my god what's wrong why are you crying and she goes I'm just like I just think it's so sad like I feel like like do you know how it makes me feel to know that all my friends hate you like it sucks for me like that and when I tell you I started laughing at first because in what world would you be crying 
when your friends hate me, like, shouldn't I be the one crying? So I giggled and I said, shouldn't I be the one crying? And she's like, are you seriously making this about you right now? Are you serious? Like, sorry, I'm just like an empath and that. And it just like kills me because I love you so much. So then I went and started hugging her. I said, you're right, I'm so sorry, my bad. And I started holding her and hugging her and comforting my friend for her friends not liking me and her telling me that information, trying to ruin my mood at a party. Then we get home and I say, all right, have a good night because I had something early the next day. I had to work the next day and I had to wake up really early and it was already really late. And she knew I needed sleep, but now I was going to be punished. She starts bawling. And I said, look, this isn't a good time. Like I have to wake up early. Can we talk about this another time? She's like, no, you always run away from your feelings. If I leave now, I will never speak to you. I want you to talk about your feelings. I said, look, I'm not feeling anything. It's not that deep for me. It's not a big deal. No, she cried. She cried. She kept telling me about my personality. She kept saying all these things. She kept me up for three to four hours to the point that no joke, I started crying Cause I started crying and I begged her. I said, please, I have to wake up in two hours. Look, I'll cry. Please, please stop fighting with me. Okay. You're right. I'm sorry. Your friends don't like me. I'll fix it. Please. I need to go to sleep. I'm begging you. Like looking back now, it sounds insane that I even allow that type of behavior. And I even, it sounds like a telenovela. I'm watching, um, Jane, the Virgin right now. And it sounds like an episode from that, but yeah. I got punished because I got an hour of sleep and I did really bad on my job thing the next day. So that's what it's like to deal with someone who has narcissistic tendencies or traits. And yeah, I regretted ever making a comment. I regretted not just going along with what she said to me and she made it all about her. So I don't know if you can relate, but I thought that was interesting. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, you guys. So some other things to look out for just in case is inconsistent pattern where their words and their actions don't match. Like if they say that they're always kind, but then they're rude to the waiter, like little things like that. Or you can look out for the, it wasn't me, AKA they're a compulsive liar. It's these unnecessary lies that they tell to people around them. Like even little things about, oh, I grew up in Minnesota. And the next thing you hear them talking to someone else and they say, I grew up in California. It's things that they don't need to lie about, but they just do it for fun. So pay attention. Another thing you can pay attention if they're overly sexualized. This is more if you're dating them. If you notice they're always flirting with everyone, including in front of you meaning they have more of a tendency to cheat. 
not because they're a flirt, because of that too, but that some with narcissistic tendencies, one of the traits is that they have a tendency to cheat because they believe they're so great and they deserve all the admiration from everyone. So they will cheat, they will lie, they will steal, and they will abuse. But here's the thing. And now this is where the this is where the real lessons come in. All the signs that you can watch out for. And I'm sure you know someone in your life with those tendencies. But here's the thing about these people that's a hard pill to swallow. Narcissists aren't picky. They love attention from everyone and anyone. So they'll date anyone. If you notice that you're constantly in their company, you're constantly attracting people like this, then maybe it's time to ask yourself why you allow them to stay. Not in a way that it's your fault, but in a way that you can look from within and find your answer. Research shows that narcissists tend to draw in people with lower self-esteem as they are easier target to control and manipulate. So now this is where the tough love comes in. We can spend all day talking about narcissists or other people and trying to dissect and figure out why people do what they do. And no matter how many guesses we'll make, we won't actually know because we have no control over other people, what they do or why they do it or why they choose to treat us like shit and all that but we have zero control over other people's actions and we'll never know what's going on in their minds but we do have control over our bodies our minds our actions our time and who we choose to share with and i know it's not an easy thing to hear and it's not easy hearing these things or i know it's so much easier to blame other people or to blame them for their poor behavior by diagnosing them or saying it's their fault for how they're treating us and it is to admit to ourselves that If someone has power over you, it's because you gave it to them. No one has power over you without your permission. No one was holding you hostage and forcing you to return their calls, to chase them, to give them your love. You chose to do all of those things freely. You chose to buy into whatever it was that they were selling, even when you felt like something was off. You chose to ignore it. You chose to do all of that freely. But don't worry, because... Based on my research, I wrote down to make you feel better. There are actually three reasons behind this decision and why you keep going back to jerks or narcissists or people with narcissistic tendencies or unavailable people and so on. Okay, so listen up because this may apply to you. The first reason why you may keep attracting narcissists or jerks is because you may have grown up in a dysfunctional family, in a dysfunctional environment. This means that you grew up in an abusive household, whether physically or someone had substance abuse, or you watched your parents have a really bad dynamic with one another, or you were raised by a single parent and felt neglected and so on. This type of environment growing up would mean that as an adult, healthy love would feel uncomfortable for someone like you. How would you know what healthy love is if you never grew up with it? You wouldn't know what to do in a healthy relationship or how to accept healthy love. It would be foreign to you. So in turn, you will reject healthy people. You will think that they are lying if their love comes too easily. You would think that they are playing games with you. You would think that it's a trap or that they're suffocating you. Even when you'll try to give these healthy people a chance, if you haven't healed this childhood trauma, then no matter how much they'll try and no matter how much you'll try, you will keep breaking the hearts of good people because you won't be able to love them the way they need to be loved, which is honestly heartbreaking because to them, they may feel like they're giving you more than they're getting back. They'll keep feeling unloved when in reality, you will be loving them the best way you know how. 
with the love that you got growing up, you may feel like you are running on empty trying to love these healthy people. You will be giving them your all and still it won't be enough and you won't understand why. The second reason you keep attracting jerks, the second reason you keep attracting narcissists, it starts similar to the first reason. It's as in you may have grown up in a dysfunctional environment, which means that how would you know what healthy love is if you never grew up with it? Only in this instance, it's not so much about your parents' dynamic with one another, but it's more about your relationship or lack of growing up with one of your parents, your mother or your father. So this translates to you as an adult chasing people that feel familiar and mistaking it for a spark. So no, babe, it's not a spark. You're just dating your dad. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but no, I'm not. It's actually true. Our brains are so fascinating. It's, I think, I believe it's one of the most fascinating organs out there. And one thing about it, which I've mentioned in my other episodes, is that your brain will continue to be drawn to what feels familiar because it's subconsciously having you recreate an unhealed trauma pattern of a parent dynamic from your childhood. And you will keep repeating the same pattern over and over and over again with different people because your brain is subconsciously hoping that maybe this time the outcome will finally be different. That maybe this time your inner child will finally hear the words they never got to hear growing up. Maybe this time your inner child will finally feel loved. Maybe this time they'll finally feel safe the way they never felt growing up. So until you recognize this pattern that you keep repeating, you will continue to attract these jerks. Only you can stop it by giving your inner child the love and validation that you've been seeking all these years from other people and you give it from within. Love yourself the same way you keep hoping someone else will. I'm so sorry that your childhood self didn't feel loved. But you know what? It's the past and you can't fix it no matter how much you're going to try. You can only fix the present by starting to love your current self and by giving your current self all of the love it ever needed. Only then you'll be able to unlearn this pattern and stop seeking a parent figure in your dating life. I can actually relate to this part as well as someone, you know, who needed to earn my father's love, aka daddy issues. I used to repeat this pattern over and over again that I didn't even realize I was doing it like clockwork. And the pattern was where I would date someone and then break up with them only so then I can suddenly change my mind and start chasing them and apologizing, trying to get them to like me again. This pattern took me years to understand the one, I was continuously repeating this different ways, but it was the same pattern with every single guy over and over again. And then the two, the reason behind this pattern that I was repeating, I kept thinking that these men didn't want me when in reality, I was rejecting them and then chasing them. I subconsciously believed that love didn't come easily, that I had to earn it. I mean, I had to earn my father's love and it took me over 20 years to do that. But you know what? I did it. I earned it. I fixed it. He loves me now. We have a good relationship. So little did I know that just because I fixed our relationship, that it still didn't break my pattern because I spent so long focusing on making my dad feel loved that I forgot to give the same grace and love to my younger self. So I rejected these men only to chase them, hoping that this time I will win, quote unquote, my dad's approval, my dad's love faster. But it never happened until I realized what was happening and I chose to stop chasing. I hope you will too. 
And I hope maybe my story resonates with you. And I hope that today you may make a choice to break that pattern because it's time. Now, the last one and final reason on why you may be attracting jerks or why you may be attracting narcissists in your life is because the people that we attract is based on how we feel about ourselves. Everyone we date is a mirror of us. And this doesn't mean that if you attract people with narcissistic traits that you are too one, but instead it means that we are drawn to people who validate how we feel deep down about ourselves. So for example, if you love yourself, you may go out with the narcissist at first, but it, it will fizzle out pretty quickly since the minute they would try to manipulate you or put you down, it wouldn't work on you since their treatment wouldn't align with how you feel about yourself. And your boundaries wouldn't allow someone like that to stay in your life. But for example, if you have low self-esteem and you meet a jerk who is nice at first, only then to bring you down, you would stay because they are validating how you feel about yourself deep down. If let's say I hurt my ex, I broke his heart or I cheated on him, whatever it was that made me feel like shit every time I think about it. And then I start to make jokes to my friends that I'm trash, how I deserve trash, even though I'm joking. I probably feel that way about myself. So again, our brains are so fascinating because then when I will date, let's say you do that when you date, you will then subconsciously be drawn to people who can confirm for your brain how you've been talking to yourself and about yourself and feeling about yourself. That means that you won't be drawn to someone that's going to tell you how amazing you are because you wouldn't believe them. Instead, you will pursue the person that will tear you down and make you feel like the piece of shit that you think you are. But guess what? You're not a piece of shit and you do not deserve how you've been talking to yourself. Not even your worst enemy deserves that. So enough. It's time to be kinder to yourself for not knowing any better until you knew better. And it's time to start over. You deserve it. When you start speaking kinder to yourself, Pay attention to who you will start to attract because it's going to be a whole new level of different people. Look, it's easy to put people in a category to try to explain why they're an asshole versus having to come to terms with the fact that maybe they're not a narcissist or sociopath. Maybe they're just an asshole and they don't care about your feelings and there's nothing you can do to change that. It's hard to admit to ourselves that someone we invested our time in may not feel the same way, that our efforts were not appreciated, that no matter how wonderful you are, they just don't see you that way, that they don't see how bright you shine. They don't see how big your heart is. They don't see how smart you are. They don't see how lovable you are. They don't see how caring you are inside and out. They don't see you at all. But again, I think putting them in some category like a narcissist, removes any blame from them as if they couldn't help themselves to be this cruel when in reality, they chose not to grow as a person or with you. They chose to not be self-aware or show any empathy for you. They chose to not grow as a person at all. So don't give this person all of this credit as if they had no choice and they're a narcissist and that's why they gaslit you. And that's why they didn't show you any empathy and so on. No, they always had a choice and they chose to not care about you or about their actions and how it would affect you. They chose to not care about you at all. And they chose to hurt you. So at the end of the day, 
Maybe he's not a narcissist. Maybe he's just an asshole. And you know what? You don't need that in your life because you already take shit for one asshole and that's your booty hole. You don't have room in your life for two. So be thankful for the experience, but it's time to get off this ride. Be thankful that this person showed you exactly what you don't want in your next partner. And be thankful they taught you all of the warning signs to look for in the next person you date so you don't make the same mistake. And maybe next time you leave faster. Be thankful they suck so it will be easier for you to move on. Stop putting them in some category to try to better explain why they hurt you. Sometimes there's no real explanation. People just suck. Damaged people walk around this earth hurting others because they refuse to heal themselves. And I know it's not fair and you didn't deserve that, but it's over now. So like I said, maybe he's not a narcissist. Maybe he's just an asshole and you need to move on. Okay. Anyway, I love you. I hope you have a beautiful Thursday. Please do me a favor and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you're not already subscribed, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, new episodes on every Friday on Almost Adulting on YouTube. And please, 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 I beg you, if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and leave me a five-star review on the Apple app. I read all of them and they really help my podcast and I will appreciate it immensely. Again, I love you. Be kind to yourself and have a beautiful day. Mwah.